Good morning, it's Thursday, April 22nd, and this is the Herald Review's podcast, The Daily Chirp. We're excited to bring you a closer look at one of our top stories, events in the community, local history, sports, and more. Today, undocumented migrants were recently discovered hiding in the Benson High School parking lot. Parents, law enforcement, and Benson Mayor Joe Conrad are speaking up. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Before we begin, some local history. April 22nd began just like every other day in 1970, except that it wasn't like every other day. It was Earth Day, and it marked the beginning of the modern environmental movement. Earth Day was the end result of a year-long idea by a junior Democratic senator from Wisconsin, Gaylord Nelson. Nelson's idea was to infuse the energy of student anti-war protests with an emerging public consciousness about air and water pollution. He enlisted the help of a conservation-minded Republican congressman, Pete McCloskey, as co-chair, and together they recruited activist Dennis Hayes to organize college campus teach-ins about the environment. But why April 22nd? It was perfect, since it fell between spring break and final exams. They were hoping to maximize the greatest number of student participation. The special day inspired about 10% of the population at the time, so 20 million Americans, to take to the streets, parks, and auditoriums to demonstrate against all of what 150 years of industrial development progress had brought to the impact of health. You hear the word ecology. That's a big science, not a narrow one. It's a big concept. And it is concerned with all the ramifications of all the relationships of all living creatures... So today, don't forget to check out the Sierra Vista Farmer's Market to join them for a celebration. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Also, the Daily Chirp podcast is giving away five Amazon Echo Dots, one every month, now through July. You can enter for your chance to win twice a day. Today's code is SHOWERS, and find the other code word in our Daily Chirp podcast alert e-newsletter. To enter the sweepstakes, go to myheraldreview.com. Again, today's code word is SHOWERS. Now our feature story. On Friday, around 9.15 at night, Benson police officers responded to a call. It involved undocumented immigrants who were hiding under cars in the Benson High School parking lot. Police Chief Paul Moncada said that officers found a vehicle with a U.S. citizen and a passenger, along with three undocumented immigrants. They were detained, the chief said. Three other undocumented immigrants fled north from the school. That's when Benson police officers and Cochise County Sheriff's Office deputies searched for the three who fled on foot. But according to Moncada, they couldn't find them. Border Control was contacted and said they'd be there in an hour. But after the hour passed, they still weren't there. So they were contacted again and gave another one-hour ETA. So Benson PD decided to reach out to a Border Patrol agent who was in the area instead. And that agent contacted a supervisor. Ultimately, they were told that Border Patrol wouldn't respond at all. 
At that point, all three detained subjects were released. It all started when a high school student discovered undocumented migrants hiding under his car. The student's parent sent out a warning on social media. It said, quote, Kids, after games, be safe. Watch your surroundings at all times. Illegals are everywhere now. The baseball team is aware of this. Pass the word to softball, track, and tennis. Sadly, this is just the beginning of illegals in parking lots, neighborhoods, etc. End quote. Benson School District Superintendent Micah Mortensen also sent a letter home to parents describing the incident. The letter stated that as part of the school's safety protocols, coaches will remain with students until every student has safely departed campus. Mortensen went on to ask that parents encourage their children to report all instances or situations that make them uncomfortable, saying that we must all be vigilant in order to keep our children safe. Benson Mayor Joe Conrad weighed in on the situation as well. He expressed concerns about what he describes as an escalating UDA problem and its impact on border communities. Conrad noted that it seems like Border Patrol's hands are tied, and citizens are going to have to be vigilant and take extra precautions to stay safe. He said that people need to call the police when they see something that seems out of place. Conrad also said that police officers aren't getting the support they need from federal officials, especially once they determine they have detained migrants who are in the country illegally. Police officers are sworn to enforce Arizona law, but have no jurisdiction in immigration matters. To Conrad, this immigration issue is a huge problem, and it's only going to get worse if the border crisis continues. It's very disheartening. Everybody should be standing up this. We have to secure our borders. Uh, and this year alone, uh, in 2021, we've had 807 pounds of marijuana, 7,500 uh, illegal entries, and 33 drug mules. Last year's time, we were in a, a, a span of 20 months, we had no drug smuggling. Anytime you put politics into the game of policing, uh, whether it be local, state, or federal, you're going to have a fracture. And now we have a fracture. You can learn more on this story by visiting us at myheraldreview.com. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Are you worried about falling? At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we offer programs to reduce your fall risk and help you maintain independence. For a limited time, we are offering free fall risk assessments. Visit fallriskassessment.com to take one for free or go to prestigecare.com and search Sierra Vista to learn more. Next, we'd like to highlight Mike Frosco, Bisbee High School's retiring athletics director. Brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy. Apex Network Physical Therapy is the leading choice for individualized physical therapy in a warm and comfortable environment. They offer a wide range of services like manual therapy, industrial rehab, dry needling, golf rehab, and more. To learn more, go to apexnetworkpt.com. What do you give a man who is retiring after 50 years of service to Bisbee High School Athletics? Well, the Bisbee High School Alumni Association has a great idea to honor retiring athletics director Mike Frosco, a plaque at Warren Ballpark dedicating the field to him. It was alumnus Snooty Barawiak that presented the idea to the board of the Bisbee Unified School District. And proud Pumas alumnus Don Bays said that he met Frosco back in 1958 when the coach allowed newcomers to try out. Frosco was one of them. Bays said that he was a senior when he met Frosco on the first day of practice. He described him as a frail, scrawny-looking kid with a permanent, built-in smile. Bays said that he was very quickly proven wrong about Frosco's athletic ability. He was an outstanding player every year. 
Bayes noted that he doesn't think there's anyone more deserving to have his name attached to the field than Mike. Coach Frosco is Mr. Baseball. After college, Frosco returned to BHS as an educator and a coach. As a coach, he was inducted into the Arizona Hall of Fame. He coached three state championship teams, had 23 state tournament appearances, was awarded 11 Coach of the Year titles, and had 555 career team wins. Then, when he gave up coaching, he continued to be involved with the kids in the entire school district as director of athletics. Frosco also has been involved in getting funds to improve Warren Ballpark. Ultimately, the school board's decision to honor Coach Frosco would be a tribute to the man who touched many young men's lives. The final decision to follow the recommendation of the alumni to dedicate the field to Frosco will be made at the board meeting on May 11th. Next up, the Community Food Pantry of Benson has added something new to its list of services. Brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. The Community Food Pantry of Benson has added something new to its list of services. As part of its monthly cooking class, they now have a community resource presenters. The presenters will inform residents about different services they might need. The cooking class is the third Friday of the month, and last Friday they had two representatives from SEGO, Southeastern Arizona Government's organization, who talked about how to access programs for caregivers and seniors. Because of COVID, Friday's presentation was the first in-person outreach session in over a year. This was a very welcome change. Throughout the pandemic, outreach has been hard for the organization. Some seniors and caregivers were faced with computer literacy barriers and struggled with devices and the internet. But they overcame the challenges and built a program called Trualta that they're rolling out soon. It's a skill-based online learning portal designed for families and caregivers. It'll include articles, videos, and professional-level training. Ultimately, SEGO's goal is to support seniors and people with disabilities so they can maintain their independence safely at home. Finally, today we're remembering the life of John Michael Donnelly. He was born in San Diego, California, the youngest of five children. He was a surprise child, 19 years younger than his older brother, Donald. He grew up in San Diego and graduated from St. Augustine High School. John made the decision to enter the Carmelites and conducted his initial studies in the San Francisco Bay Area. Later, he studied in Ireland and in Rome for the priesthood, where he earned a master's degree in theology. He took the Sacrament of the Holy Orders in 1967 in Rome and took the name Kevin, which is the name many people knew him by as an adult. In the early 1970s, Reverend Donnelly met Susan Mullaney and made the decision to leave the priesthood to marry in the sincere belief that priests ought to be allowed to marry in the hope that it wouldn't be long before that change occurred. Susan brought three children into the marriage, Lisa, Lori, and Bruce and together they had a son named Kevin. When Susan's health began to fail, they made the decision to move from Northern California, where they met, to Southeastern Arizona, where Susan lived as a child. 
they were married for 43 years. In 1987, John was accepted into the Episcopal Church as a priest. After several years in the pastoral ministry at St. Albans in Tucson and the Church of the Transfiguration in Apache Junction, John served as chaplain for the Arizona State Prison at Douglas, ministering to an inmate population of over 2,000 individuals for over 20 years. He loved to sing and played the piano, guitar, and cornet. He was well known for his gentleness, being very approachable and humble with a wry sense of humor. John spoke French, Italian, Spanish, Latin, and was conversant in Irish Gaelic. After his cherished wife, Susan, passed in 2016, John reconciled with the Catholic Church. The day before his death, two Carmelite friars visited him, and he renewed his vows as a Carmelite. His son Kevin commented that Dad was glowing with happiness at renewing his vows. By the next morning, Divine Mercy Sunday, John was on his way to sing with the angels. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate his life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Friday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. We also encourage you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. We asked, you answered. What is your motive for joining this forum? Neighbor Wayne said, I like the fact it's monitored and has real journalism input. The primary reason is that respectful communication is mandatory and we have it. It's hometown content. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.